What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Wright. And let's go ahead and get right into part four of this Disciplines for Men book series from from Vince Miller. So appreciate your all's patience here lately. Um, It's been nuts. It has been nuts. We've had so much going on with... um, just with our dog and a lot of surgical procedures having to be done and just any downtime that we have at the house, we just got to keep really close tabs on him um, because he is not a dog that likes doing what is medically necessary for him to do. And so uh, he's kept us uh, on our toes. That's for sure. So um, between that and just work and just home life and, and, pregnancy and just all the curveballs that can come at you. It's really been difficult to um, set time aside for the podcast and for recording new episodes. So, um, so yeah, you all bear with me as, as we get into this. So um, let's get right into it. Discipline number four is accountability. All right. So I'm going to start reading through this. And if you haven't already, before we get into that, Go ahead and check out Vince Miller's website, beresolute.org. Um, that's where you can find books such as this. I know several of you have, have emailed me and commented about your um, your appreciation for this uh, particular reading of this book over the last few episodes and uh, how it's really helped open your eyes to a lot of things and that you were interested in actually getting this book from him and looking at some of his other materials as well. So. Um, well done, and I promise you it's not uh, going to be a waste of your time or money whatsoever if you decide to uh, get some more of Vince's resources or best case scenario, check out his free daily devotional that comes in your email inbox every morning uh, where he covers a different chapter or topic of discussion or whatever as it pertains specifically to men out of the Bible. So anyway, let's go ahead and get into this. So um, opening up the chapter of discipline number four, accountability, reflection and discussion questions. What's your present attitude towards spiritual accountability? Why do we not see more proactive accountability among men in spiritual relationships? On a scale of one to 10, how receptive are you to spiritual accountability in your life? And what would make spiritual accountability more inviting for you? All right, so build on it. We have tackled prayer, scripture, and brotherhood as key spiritual disciplines for men. Please remember to keep praying and keep reading daily. We're going to build on the brotherhood theme by building in some accountability. One of my favorite stories of Jesus is the parable of the sower. I love this parable because the point Jesus makes is both simple and profound. His point is this. If we're going to be men called to act... We have to be receptive. You see, it's spiritual receptivity to the truth and the spirit that gives a man potential for produce in his life. While many times our hearts are hard, rocky, and thorny, God produces results through the man who is receptive to his truth. One of the tools that does this spade work is a man in an accountable relationship with another man. Accountability works. If you have worked in a high accountability environment, you know that accountability works. I have a few friends that work in highly managed occupations whose daily actions are monitored carefully by numerous people. These friends work in settings that protect and care for human life. 
And while this sounds burdensome, they welcome, invite, and want accountability. More eyes and better accountability ensure better outcomes in the end. In a spiritual context, we are looking for accountability around our motivations and actions, and this can seem daunting. Rather than talk about each and every reason we resist accountability with other men, here is a quick list. We like our privacy. We've had bad experiences with sharing private details with others. We don't know how to do it. We're afraid of being exposed. We're fiercely independent. We don't want to look weak. We don't really want to change. And we believe we are only accountable to God. And I'm sure you can add on a few of your own. I've heard every one of these excuses from men, and I'm guilty of having said a few on this list earlier in my life. But all of our hesitations boil down to one big issue when it comes to accountability for men. It's not an issue with the purpose, process, or the people. It's an issue with us. Preliminary matters. Ditch, determine, describe. One, ditch the bad beliefs and attitudes. I think as men, we simply have a lot of bad beliefs and attitudes about accountability. But we have to move past these, even set them aside, because accountability makes us better men. Here's a classic verse that illustrates that point. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. That's from Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17. This one verse is an iconic men's ministry verse, but we need not only memorize it, we need to come to love the process described by this verse. You see, when iron sharpens iron, a wheel is grinding, sparks are flying, and the room is filled with the shriek of an iron-on-iron scuffling rub. The sounds and sensations of this grind can be painful, but it's what we must endure to achieve a sharpened instrument. I believe the first dull spots we men need to grind away are all our bad beliefs and bad attitudes. Two, determine one area to improve. As we get started on accountability, we need to set some, some kind of goal. In this next verse, Paul gives his protege, Timothy, some goals to consider in the behavior, character, and virtue departments. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. That's 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. It's clear that Paul knows Timothy well and wants to help him along as someone who is younger in the faith and in his leadership. He is helping him to determine some goals, and so should we. To get started, all you need to do is determine one goal for your personal and spiritual growth from among what I call the five F categories, faith, family, finance, fitness, and friendships. Surely you could identify one goal from each category, but that's not a great idea. You'd have to dilute your focus, which would likely cause you to either forget some of your goals or fail them all across the board. Set yourself up for early success. Select just one goal for a number of weeks and scale up from there as you go. Once you have one, I want you to do the following with that goal. Three, describe the outcome of the goal. The next important step is to take your one goal and imagine how your life would be different if you accomplished it. How would your life be different if you were successful in this one area? You need to write it down. Consider how your success would affect the people around you. Consider how your success would change your thoughts, attitudes, and actions. Consider what the new you would look like. Listen to what Peter says in his book. And after you have suffered a little while, 
the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That's 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. You'll notice that Peter understands there is purpose in every kind of suffering. We don't just always see it in the moment. But the best part of proactive and positive accountability is that we get to determine the goal and have a purpose for enduring the pain. All three of these preliminary matters are important. So ditch the bad beliefs and attitudes, determine an area to improve, and describe the outcome of the goal. Once you have done these three things, when you can do, sorry, when you can do accountability, and that is D-O accountability, capital letters. So D-O accountability. These are two steps, sorry. These next two steps are the essence of real accountability. And I want you to do this, sorry. Guys, I have been reading and uh, this, this is not the text, all right? Sorry, I'm slammed with work right now and I have been not getting much sleep and um, having to do a lot of reading, a lot of talking, and a lot of talking. And um, I'm feeling a little dull right now. So I'm, I'm doing my best to push through here. So I appreciate uh, your patience and bearing with me here for all these many mistakes I have in just trying to read a simple book. Um, so let's, let's start this section over again. D-O, accountability. These next two steps are the essence of real accountability. And I want you to do both this week. One, declare it. Listen to what James says. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. James chapter 5, verse 16. Notice what James said. He uses the word confession which means to agree with, acknowledge, or declare. And notice its obvious benefits. It's time to go public with what you have determined and described above. Since you already know what you want to accomplish, this makes taking the next step easy. All you have to do is declare it. Don't wait to go public and declare. Share your intent with someone. Given the challenge of the last week, you could declare this to a brother that you're connected with or want to connect with if you did not get that done already. Another great idea. You could also declare it to your spouse. You want to be really bold? Declare it on social media, but get it out there. Two, own it. Here's the Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Galatians chapter 6, verses 4 and 5. Not only should you you declare your need to change, but you need to own it. It's your responsibility. I think accountability gets complicated because we tend to expect someone else to provide the muscle and then pull us and drag us forward. Please note, other men are rarely, and I mean rarely, going to own the check-in process with you. Most of the time, they'll forget unless they are extremely disciplined. For most men, accountability looks more like a one-time confession to an accountability partner or even a group of men. We'll include an invitation for other men to hold us accountable, but the check-in part of the process never happens. Surprised? Probably not. Here's the game changer. Recognize it's your job to lead and direct this process. You determine the goal. You describe the outcome. You declare your intent, and then you own your responsibility for the check-in. It's your initiative all the way through to the end. It's not someone else's responsibility to hold you accountable. It's yours. You are responsible to initiate conversations in which you tell the truth about what's going on in your growth process. 
Accountability only works when you pursue it. Nobody can corner you into the sort of honesty that leads to real change. You must be willing to set a goal, be willing to change, willing to get help, and willing to invite check-in. Here's the recap. Preliminary activities. Ditch the bad beliefs you have about accountability. Determine one area where you would like to improve spiritually. Determine the outcome of the goal you determined. Now, D-O accountability. Declare it. Own it. This week, I want you to schedule a meetup with another guy and try this out. Think through the steps I provided and take the leap. Only you can. And remember, keep reading scripture and keep praying. All right, guys, that's it for part four of another part in the series of Disciplines for Men out of the book of the same title, Disciplines for Men by Vince Miller. If you have not already, I'll say it again. Go to beresolute.org. Check out the link in the description of the show. I'll put it there as well. Click on the link, go to his website, see what he's about, sign up for his daily email devotional. Look at some of the reading materials that he has available for you to purchase on his store. Buy his merch. He's got really cool hats, shirts, you name it, he's got it, right? Um, He's got some good journals. He's got some good books that really are a a nice breakdown of different books of the Bible. Um, I know personally, just kind of gone through one of uh, Proverbs that he'd done, as well as um, some of his Timothy uh, book series. So he's, he's got really good stuff. It's really insightful, really cuts to the core of men. Uh, he's somebody that I um, have a great deal of respect for, and I'm thankful for a friend of mine uh, within these last um, year or two, I guess, of, uh, of pointing me in his direction. And then having met him last year, uh, I can't say uh, enough nice things about the guy. He's just a, a genuine guy who's who's really on fire for trying to help men. So uh, check out his materials. I know a lot of you guys are enjoying this series. So um, please go support him in his ministry and just trying to serve men like us and um, and how we become better versions of ourselves, especially from the spiritual standpoint, because from where that leads, right, everything else flows. You know, if if we're not centered and grounded in the right place with a spiritual focus, with our eyes fixed upward in terms of where to go and what to do with our lives, nothing else, no other advice, tips, self-help books, coaching, mentorship, friend groups, activities, whatever else you think that you want to participate in that might be able to help you, all of them will fail because you don't have your eyes focused in the right direction. And that's upward on God and his instruction for our lives, because that that book that he gave us, right, the Bible, that is the guidebook for life. Everything that we will need to know about what to do in all sorts of different circumstances is written out and laid out in that book. And because that book is so wise beyond its years, wise beyond its time, cohesive and um and succinct in places where it needs to be succinct and more contextual and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Because parables are essentially what they are. It's more kind of we're telling a story, sending a message through telling a story. And and he tells us in the Bible, that's what these are. Like here's, here's where we're being figurative. Here's where we're being literal. 
right? And and you take it for what it is. Um, without our focus there, guys, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I've tried it every which way of my own, and none of it works until I just surrendered and, and gave it all to God, right? God took a lot of my burdens from me. I didn't have to do anything with them other than just pray to him, look to him, and surrender and say, I've tried doing this my way. It doesn't work. I suck at this. I suck at this. I need you. Right? I'm broken. I need you. You know everything about everything about me. Everything. Even the things I try to hide. Even the things I try to hide from myself. You know it about me. Yet you still love me. And you still want to give me chances. And you still want to use me. For good. For your kingdom. For helping others. And you bless me beyond belief. And your grace is more than sufficient. It exceeds all of my needs. And same, and the same goes for you guys. The same goes for you. All right. That's all we got this week. Um, thank you for tuning in. We will uh, be posting some more content here again in the near future. I've, I, I've got to be fully transparent and honest with you. I don't know how much, how much longer I can keep doing this. I really don't. Um, I'm, I'm, as my responsibilities grow, I, I don't have time for it, right? I'm working in home health. I've got to do documentation after hours. I'm, it's, there's, just a, there's a lot on the home front. There's a lot on the home front, and there's a lot with juggling business and work. And then trying to carve time out for a podcast. So, um, you know, I, I kind of woke up in the middle of the night the other night and, and I felt like, I don't know if it was God telling me a message or, or something from within me telling me a message and trying to disguise itself as, as, a, as a godly inspired message. But um, I just don't know how much longer I can do it. Right. And so if that's the case, you know, I'll, I'll be changing the podcast to where it's it's no longer partially subscriber access only uh, that it would be fully accessible, no more fees. And um, if it's going to stay on Spotify, then, you know, maybe no more ad reads because they make you have to log back in and do that monthly. And, and I just don't know if I'll have the time for it anymore. I got a baby on the way and I want to be, I want to be devoted to that young man. I really do. I'm going to give him everything that a young man needs, not in terms of things, but in terms of my time, in terms of the message, in the terms of in terms of the lessons that it's my responsibility to teach him. And I don't want to be pulled and stretched too thin because I feel some sort of ambition, right, for for myself to try to say that, hey, I, I help men with this podcast. Right. I want to strip myself of, of any kind of what could even be slightly misconstrued is selfless ambition. Right. I want to be focused on, on my son. I want to be focused on my wife. I want to be focused on my family. And I want to be focused on being the man that I need to be to not just provide for them monetarily, but more than anything, provide for them spiritually in leadership and in time in terms of my presence and attention. And that's it. And that's it. So if, guys, if this is the last time you hear from me, that's why. So anyway, we'll see where it goes. Um, the holidays are getting a little crazy. 
getting a little crazy, especially with, with work schedules. Um, my assistant's going to be off. And so I'm having to pick up a lot of that slack. Um, and so I'm, I'm just, I'm having to see a lot more people, a lot more people. And it's the nature of the beast, but just know I've got other responsibilities and, and I've got to be there first. Right. And, and always at the top of the totem pole, it's my family. It's what's going on at home. Right. Nothing's bad is going on at home. There's just been a lot that I've not, I've had to be here for and to be present. Right. And I really try to live by that mantra of be where your feet are. And, um, and so that's, and so that's that. Right. And so in terms of the pecking order, I'm going to take care of mama. I'm going to take care of the house. I'm going to take care of the dogs. I'm going to take care of my son and, uh, all the rest of you guys, I love you, but you're not, you're not beating them. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, having said all that, I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you for your support. If this is goodbye, I hope it, I hope that at least one episode resonated with you enough to enact change. Not just you enjoy listening to it, but enacted change where you took action, where you were called to act and you did it. That's what I pray. It's helped do for you. Because all I've tried to do is just share some of the lessons I've learned along the way. And now that, that you know, now that I've learned, I, I think what was needed for me to learn and grow, uh, to become a better man, now I'm in the process of just really trying to master that. Right? I'm just really trying to master that out with monotonously boring consistency. But I enjoy it. Right? And I hope you guys get to that place too. So thank you all for tuning in. And maybe until next time.